I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey, hey, what's up? Shadano and LZ. And before we get to courtside Karen, LZ, because you and I have a spin on this, uh, Mm. I want to give out something I just saw pop up on Twitter. L.A. County has 3,763 new COVID cases today, the lowest number of new daily cases since November 28th. So Southern California, let's keep doing that, okay? Let's keep doing that. That, to me, is an important thing, LZ. Would you agree? Wash your hands. Keep your ass at home if you need to, if you can. And more importantly, wear a mask. Yes, yes, wear a mask. It is not an infringement of your liberties. It is a simple courtesy to help the country stay open. Yep. LZ, you're kind of crapping in and out. If you want to kind of just reboot and reset real quick, that'd be great. Um, that way we don't uh, we don't hear the robotic LZ. Not that I don't, you know, robotic LZ does sound interesting to me. Um, I feel like we could do, that could become a bit if we wanted to. Just kind of robot LZ and see what that would be like. It's like a bizarro LZ of sorts. That would be fun. We could, Maybe we should work on that. So nonetheless, LZ... Yes, Courtside sir. Karen. Hmm. So let me ask you this. Forget about, because I don't want to give her and her husband, who LeBron thought was her father, which is a great shade. There's great shade, by the way. Uh, I don't want to give them a ton of pub here, but I just thought about it this way. How would you have reacted if that was someone you were with at a game? Now, it doesn't have to necessarily be your significant other. Just someone you went to the game with, and that person got into a verbal altercation that became a national news story the next day. Like, how would you, LZ Granderson, compartmentalize that? I wouldn't. I just wouldn't be that person in my life. Like, I, I don't roll the games with people who have that tendency. I would roll with you somewhere else. <laughs> But I'm not bringing you, because you got to remember, George, it's a work environment for me. So I'm not bringing certain people into my work environment that could blow up my whole spot. Now, we can go to the club. We can go to a concert. We can even go to a show. But I am not bringing somebody who would do what we just witnessed to a work environment to blow up my business. You know what okay. I'm saying? <laughs> Have you, but you've been to an event at some point in your life where somebody you rolled with acted the fool right like i mean we've all been there but yeah yeah of course of course yeah. and i listed those places where i'm okay with that so i'm not a snob i'm all for the tomfoolery i've been in plenty of bar fights i've been in plenty of fights on the basketball court like i'll roll with you but at work nah dog you can't come with me to this okay so give me the a moment and you don't have to mention names okay. where in your personal life you went with someone somewhere and you were you left the place embarrassed Embarrassed? Yeah. <sighs> Let me think. Embarrassed. Because I'll give you one. Yeah, okay? yeah you give me one. Because <laughs> I'll give you one. When I was a kid, okay, um, I got, I, I was in a, uh, you know, remember I did karate growing up. So I was in a karate tournament, um, much like the All Valley that you mock when I was a kid. And... 
I literally was pummeling this one kid. And this one judge would never score the point for me. And I got so mad that I just started hitting him harder every time. And it was just, it, it became like an issue. So my dad, every time that, now I still ended up winning, but that guy, you know, because there's three judges, right? So two out of the three got to give you the point for you to win. So that guy, ever since then, every time that guy was judging one of my fights, my dad would make a point to make uh, like a, like a, a scene, right? Mm-hmm. And one time he judged me and I lost. And it was, a you know, probably a bit controversial. It was probably close. And he was just berating this dude. And, I, and, and look, I get that there was history there a little bit, but it was one of those like, oh, no, please don't do this. Can we just leave? I don't want this to happen. <laughs> so, like, I've been – now, that's a childhood memory, but still right. one that is so vivid that I remember it like it was yesterday. Uh, I'm sure I've put Isaiah in that situation. Oh, for sure. Like, I've I mean, gone off. Do. I went off on his coach one time to the point in which he had to call me off of him. But I wasn't embarrassed. I was good. <laughs> I, I was good. He might have been embarrassed, but I was like, you're not going to mistreat my son like that. See, you must have thought this was one of them other kids. No, 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 this is my kid. So this is what we're going to do, blah, 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 blah. So I'm pretty sure Isaiah might have been embarrassed at the end of that, but I wasn't. Um, and that's a tough one for me. Uh, Laura, during the meeting when I brought this up, you went, mm-hmm. <laughs> I did. Why Why did you go, mm-hmm? I was going to speak in Spanish for like, <laughs> it's going to be like, no, what, what I was going to say is like, mira, soy mexicana, like I'm Mexican, okay? My family, this is like a, it was when we could hang out. It was like a normalcy thing every Sunday. Right. You do something and they got to throw, like, either it's gonna, they're going to pop off. Because something didn't happen the way they wanted it to happen. Right, right. So they're going to embarrass you that way, whether it's at a restaurant or at a grocery store. I mean, come on, we all been there. I've been that person, too. But my mom loves to give stories when I was little to, like, my friends when they would come over. And I'm like, Ma, really? Like, you really got to say that story of when that happened? No. But she loves embarrassing me. So I was like, mm-hmm. Been there. Done you know what? Now, I actually do get embarrassed when my mom brags about me. That does embarrass me. When she says, "Oh, he's on TV," blah, blah, blah. like I've, like she has some stuff stolen from her car once, and you know we went to the police station to file a report. You know you need to do that for insurance, yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah. And she took the time to tell the people that I worked at ESPN and I'm on television <laughs> and all this stuff. Mm. And I was like, I ain't really trying to have the police know all my business like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but just in general, like, I just don't like talking about myself in that way. But she's very proud of me. And so she offers this information, like, all the time in all of the environments that you can but possibly But that's like be. a sweet mom thing. No, you know it what is. I'm but, but it's an embarrassing thing for me because right. I, I'm, that's not how I'm wired. Right. I feel you. Now, Greg, you berated a coach uh, at a basketball game? Yeah, I'm, I'm obviously a really big UCLA fan, and I used to have season tickets that were on the second row behind the basket wow. and facing wow. over at the UCLA. So, yeah, and it was it was fancy. I was I was exactly. I was very happy with that. And Steve Lavin was the head coach, and he was just awful. I hated him so much, and I was probably in my teens and I just stood up at the end of the game after he blew a game again and started screaming at him at the top of my lungs, quiet arena. You suck, Steve. You're the worst coach. Just going after him. It was not a good situation. 
<laughs> I feel like we should bring on Steve Lavin to discuss this. See if he remembers. Some he may remember. It's possible. Punk, uh, you know, going after him in, in the second row. <laughs> yep, that's how it went down. It was so a, it was a bad were, You were literally courtside, Karen. I was. I was courtside, Ken. Maybe you started. Oh my god. It. You are courtside, Ken. I wow. was. Yeah. Wow. And did you not? Do you feel any remorse? Like even years later. I mean, I probably shouldn't have done it, but I still don't like Steve Lavin as a head coach for UCLA, so it didn't really hurt my feelings. He's like the nicest man ever, Steve Lavin. As the head coach of the UCLA Bruins. As a person, sure, I'm sure he's great. Really nice guy. (laughs) You acting like y'all been winning chips after you got rid of him. No, no, we didn't. That's the problem. We got close. (laughs) Got close. Hot shots fired. Hold up. (laughs) Two times. Two times got close. Yeah. Good Lord. So now we've discovered that you are courtside Ken. I like that. That's pretty yeah. funny. Um, good Lord. Um, so anyway, uh, so, long so- story short, I, I do think that the one thing that no one seems to be talking enough about LZ, though, mm-hmm. why are there courtside seats in Atlanta? I have That's not seen any question. other arena with courtside seats available to anyone. That That is a great question. Um, the NBA, I think, needs to you know, clarify that a little bit. As to because I'm sure you aren't the only person's wondering. Well, you know how does how do how does this one sports arena has all these fans, but we have like less cases than them in our state, and we don't have that opportunity or something like that. So I do think the NBA needs to clarify a little bit so it doesn't look as if rich people are just being treated differently, but that whatever happened fits within the pro- protocols they set for everyone. Because that was a question, and and. There's even reports that part of the reason why she was kicked out, her and her husband, and I guess one other person that was with them, was because she removed her mask to yell at LeBron. Now, right. from my standpoint, it didn't look as if, based upon all the reporting and re- that we've seen over the last few months, um, that they were close enough where LeBron or any other player could have been at risk. However, they may have been close enough to the referee or other people that were around them to put them at risk. I don't know. I just think the NBA given the, the amount of attention this story is getting, may want to issue a statement just clarifying to make sure that everyone's on the same page about who's supposed to sit where. Yeah, because the other arenas I've seen, and there's only a few of them with fans, I think it's like seven or eight, the other arenas I've seen have like, you know, they've got those, um, like a tarp basically over like the first 10 yep. rows or so, and yep. then you see people sitting behind that right like the the first available row behind that in essence are technically courtside seats although they're clearly 10 to 15 feet away if not further uh i i i was surprised in the when i was watching it live like i was like why is she so close and and then i was like oh my god like there's people there sitting courtside in atlanta and that to me if i'm the league i'm calling the hawks to be like look dude you can't be selling the courtside seats. Like, you know, it, and if those people are season ticket holders, find them the closest seats you can get. But that 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 can't happen again. Because to your point, LZ, it's not even so much just the players, but so many other people that are exactly. involved there as far as I'm sure there's waitresses and waiters, right, for that area too. Uh, I'm sure that there are other patrons, right? And like there's a lot of things that are that you're dealing right. with there and when you've got people that close. And she's yelling, so the droplets are being projectile out and landing on surfaces that are being touched by the people around her. So even if yeah. they're wearing a mask, just the simple fact that she's projecting these droplets in the air and they could be potentially landing on your person or on your seat and you touch it, 
that could be transferring the virus. Obviously, she didn't. She doesn't care because, or we we know what that is. But if you're the NBA and you're already struggling, you a need to bit, care. Yeah, huh? you need you, to care if you're you the need NBA. To care. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. Coming up next, we're giving away money. LZ, the first chance to win hundred and eighty dollars. Text, look, we're doing this for 18 straight days beginning today, okay? 18 straight weekdays. Text right now, 40705, the word mission. Mission to 40705, and you can maybe be the name that we call over the next 17 days. But we're giving away 180 bucks. The name will be called, and then you have 20 minutes to call in. If that person doesn't call in in 20 minutes, it rolls over to the next day, kind of like a lottery. So listen up for your name. That's coming up next. Mark Spears at 440, Mina Kimes at 515, and a big announcement at 5. Sedano and LZ, 710 ESPN, back in three minutes. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Thank you, Chris. We have a name. Today's name is Eugene Jones from Los Angeles. That's Eugene Jones from Los Angeles. So Eugene Jones, your mission is to call us back within 20 minutes at 877-710-ESPN. Since we started a few seconds late, we'll give you till 451. 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776, and you will win $180 in cash and qualify to win $1,800 in cash. So if you know Eugene Jones from L.A., you better tell him to call us in the next 20 minutes. 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776, and we have his information and his number and all that stuff. Uh, yeah, somebody trying us. to fake it on us. Yeah, you can't be faking us. We know we got all his info because that's part of registering. And you can register yourself over the next 17 days by texting the word MISSION to 40705. So, Eugene, come on down when you're ready. But do it in the next uh, 19 minutes. Yes, and this has been brought to you by Sweet James Accident Attorneys. Visit sweetjames.com. So, there you have it. So, we're waiting for Eugene. See if he calls in. Laura, let us know when he's there. Or if he's there. Uh, so, LZ, mm-hmm. there's a big story that broke this morning for people who love video games, particularly sports games. So, EA Sports, which creates the Madden video game, mm-hmm. uh, had a very popular title for many years, the NCAA football game. And I, I loved it. It was one of my favorite games, like me and one of my childhood friends. Um, you know, he was fancy. He had a PlayStation way before I did. And uh, we used to play the game. I used to go to his house. We used to play the game all the time. And we'd play, like, rivalry games and whatever. And then I eventually was uh, uh, good enough uh, or had enough money to, uh, to buy one myself. And I kept playing it, et cetera, et cetera. So everyone's all excited because they're bringing the title back. Now, however, there's some little subtleties. The other game used to be called NCAA football. This one mm-hmm. is called EA Sports College Football. And the reason there's a subtlety is because EA Sports has licensed the school's name image and likeness now they don't have the players the players image and uh, name image and likeness is going to be generic even down to the numbers so the reason that's the case is 
because the NCAA LZ has yet to solve all the name, image, and likeness stuff about paying players for sponsorships. Now, it's funny because you and I, man, when we started the show back in August or whatever it was, there was remember there was that big story about, oh, the NCAA is finally going to yep. do this with name, image, and likeness. Well, it turns out, according to the Washington Post today, who wrote a story about this EA Sports game, that the NCAA tabled the matter in its annual meeting last month. So they have yet to figure out kids getting sponsorship money from name, image, and likeness from things like video games. So here's what EA Sports put out today. They said, we're designing the game so it could stand on its own without the use of player name, image, and likeness. We'll be ready and excited to participate in the future when those rights become available. So the company that was involved directly being sued by Ed O'Bannon of UCLA, along with the NCAA, is now broken off and said, look, NCAA, this one's on you. We're ready to pay the kids. You need to figure this out and stop procrastinating. Yes, so, I mean, I still have a bad taste in my mouth about this step because what they've done now is try to excuse themselves from doing what should be done, which is paying these students. You can tell me you have a contract or you negotiated with individual universities all you want. We know what you're going to be trying to do with the imaging of those figures in your video games, you know? So if it's Vince Young, you know, maybe, you know, instead of 6'4", he's 6'3", but he plays the same, and maybe he's a little bit thicker, but it's really Vince Young, and we all know it's Vince Young, wink, wink, because he plays for Houston. Like, it's, it's, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it, it, it doesn't feel as if it's a resolution. It doesn't feel as if it certainly addresses the real issue of this entire relationship to begin with. It just feels as if it is patchwork so that EA Sports can find another way to try to monetize without necessarily being involved with the paying of students directly. Well, I, I will say this. While what you said is absolutely correct, right? Like, there's no doubt that I agree with you that it is them doing a workaround. I do think that there is something to be said about them putting pressure on the NCAA because now it comes to light that they have been on the record now, okay, to a major American media outlet saying – we're ready to pay them, you know, for their name, image, and likeness. You got to fix your own house up, though. Like, you got to get your own house in order. So I do think, while you're right, I think there is some subtlety to this in the sense of I'm not excusing EA Sports for its previous behavior, but at least mm -hmm. they have recognized that they want that they want to do the right thing, but it's not on them. Because if they were to pay these kids, LZ, like, let's just use Mac Jones – uh, of Alabama, right? Or who was the Heisman Trophy winner this year? Devontae, Devontae Smith of Alabama, right? Uh, let's just say this was last year that they wanted to do this. They can't pay Devontae Smith even if they wanted to because it would be an infraction. Then he would be ineligible to play. So it is on the NCAA to fix this, and now this is shining a bright light on them saying, hey, we're ready to do this. You need to fix this. No, I agree with you wholeheartedly, except for one aspect of it. I don't okay. think – EA Sports wants to do the right thing. They're doing what they need to do legally. I don't think they inherently want to do right. I think they inherently want to avoid more legal trouble. Um. Yeah, I guess that – I mean, I think that's part of it. But, you know, I'm not willing to say that they're not looking at this situation realize the type of flack they took 
for many years. Um, I, I do think that the you know we've seen the power of public pressure eventually gets them. If people if people don't buy the game, which is very possible, right? Then you know that that may force them even further to push the NCAA to get this thing done. And that's really what it really needs to. What it's really going to take is Congress. Congress is what it's going to take. This is a very sound argument that this is against antitrust laws. I've spoken to several prosecutors over the years, assistant DAs, DAs, like people who work specifically in antitrust divisions of law, you know, of, of the Justice Department. Like, there is clearly an opportunity here for some grandstanding member of Congress to really take this on in earnest and drive this point on home so we can get a resolution here. All these corporations who are, quote-unquote, putting pressure on the NCAA but still working around the framework so that they can still make money basically off the images of young people um, who aren't being compensated, like that, I'm not giving you, you know, props for that. You're just working around the system. It kind of reminds me of back in the day when slavery was over with, they would just take the people who were convicts and lease them to corporations. Like that was different. <laughs> it's, the, it's the same thing. So I feel the same way about how EA is handling this, which is the real issue is this, but you're working around the issue, giving us the, the sense that you're trying to do the right thing, but really you're just hoping the NCAA acts right because you're about that paper. You're not, you don't really care about these kids. Yeah, I, I mean, look, it, I, I guess we'll never really, really know what their intentions are, at least in, in this particular case, but... Um, you know what? Let's get to Mina Kimes. We'll talk some football with her. Jared Goff is gone. Matthew Stafford is here. Plus, Eugene Jones from L.A. Call us. You've got till 351, or excuse me, 451, 877-710-ESPN. If you call us before 451, you win 180 bucks, and you can qualify mm -hmm. to win $1,800. If you don't, somebody else is going to win potentially 360 tomorrow because it's a double rollover. That's how this is going to go. Eugene Jones from L.A., call us, 877-710-ESPN. Mina Kimes in two minutes. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Sedano and LZ with you here on 710 ESPN. The great Mark Spears of the Undefeated does a phenomenal job covering the NBA for us here as well at ESPN. Joins us now. Uh, by the way, Eugene Jones from L.A. We're waiting for you, man. You got nine minutes. Nine Bruh. minutes. And we're giving away this $180 with your name on it, Eugene Jones from L.A. If you know Eugene Jones from L.A., get this man to call in at 877-710-ESPN. If not, it's rolling over. Uh, I must, he must not have a lot of friends because, uh, or a lot of good friends, LZ, because he, uh, I would be calling him. I'd be like, yo, get your money, man. Um, I mean, it's just sitting right there for the taking. Exactly. Mark Spears is sitting here for the taking. He's uh, kind enough to join us now to talk uh, some hoops. Mark, let me ask you this. Hey, the man, court? my nickname is Eugene Jones. <laughs> <laughs> Give me the money. 
<laughs> we 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 got Eugene's real information. Okay, you, ain't, you your nickname uh, don't count. We need legal papers, legal documentation. Uh, my bad. <laughs> um, courtside Karen, you've seen a lot of things covering this league in a long time. Where does that one rank? Oh, it, it's uh, funny and scary. Um, I have been totally confused as to why. And, you know, we live in California where obviously our rules are a lot more, much tighter than the rest of the country. But there are even people sitting courtside of games. Like, that just, you know, drives me nuts. That just just horrifies me, you know, because, you know, I was told today that in terms of the courtside people, they're supposed to get tests, you know, before the game and pass tests and everything. And I'm actually going to a Warriors game right now, and they're one of the few places them and the Nets who actually uh, test the media before you go in, which is, is a great sign. But just, I mean, I'm, I'm like wondering when I see a picture of this lady walking off the floor with no mask on, like I forget, uh, I, I, I turn my mind off of that silliness with LeBron and think about how, how this woman could be giving somebody COVID sitting courtside, you know what I mean? Just it's really confusing to me why I understand that these league, the league is missing out on money, but are they that desperate that they need to allow people to sit courtside under the, you know, you, you tell the players you can't do this, you can't do that. And I, and I understand and applaud all that, but then you're going to let some, somebody sit courtside without a mask on at the end of it too. Like it's just, uh, NBA got to explain that one to me. Yeah, I, have you heard anything from anyone? Like, I haven't shot any notes to like Mike Bass or anything like that. But I'm just curious as to if they, if they've proactively just issued any statements that I just didn't notice. Yeah, no, I just I, I did ask an NBA doctor, like, why is that allowed? And he he said that you know they they do get tested. Um, so did she get tested? Is that uniform? Is is that coming? I didn't get all those details like that, but to me, I, like when I when I go to Warriors games, nobody's sitting courtside. You know what I mean? Right. And I just think that should be uniform right now, especially when you know a couple hours earlier we're watching uh, the memorial for Sekou Smith, who died of COVID. You know, my yep. good friend at at the age of forty eight. So that you know that really bothers me. Mark Spears of the Undefeated does phenomenal work there. He's got some great stories up there right now that you can check out. Uh, John Chaney, uh, a story that he wrote recently about him and a number of other stories that we will kind of sprinkle in as we discuss uh, all things NBA with him here over the next few minutes. So, Mark, when we look at the Lakers product on the floor, um, what has stood out the most to you early on this season? Um. Uh, it just kind of seems like we have, we're not even close to seeing the best of them. <laughs> like they they they're looking like how a championship team looks. And I you know I mentioned the Warriors when when the Warriors were winning their title, you know it's different titles. It, it was different when you're the hunted. You know you're always going to be hunted with LeBron and AD, but it's a different ball game when you're champs. And so one thing that shows you from the Detroit loss is that no matter what. You're everybody's homecoming game. You're the game that everybody circles. You're the game that everybody gets excited about. 
And, uh, you know, they, they got to get used to that again. You know, it, it's weird looking at the standings and seeing them in, in third place. And, and you, I wonder if they just, um, one, are, do they get bored with this process that gonna, they're going to take to get into the postseason and trying to repeat? And, you know, two, are they tired? Are, are, are Le, is LeBron tired? Is AD tired? Are, are some of the returners, KCP, tired? I, only, only they could truly answer that question. Um, so th- there's, there's certainly a lot to watch there. And also you, you got all these newcomers still trying to, you know, figure out how to mess. So I, I don't think we'll see the best of them actually until the playoffs start. Switching to the other team, the Clippers here, um, without a doubt, they're playing well. I don't know if they're playing better than they were a season ago, but they certainly are playing well now. They face a Nets yeah. team that can score but can't stop anyone. Are we looking at some sort of finals preview, or is this really just like an interesting regular season game because of the names, but no one's really expecting these two teams to be there? Well, well, that's supposed to be sacrilegious in L.A., right? <laughs> <laughs> but I've always, you know what, though, dog? Ever since Steve Ballmer took over, I've just been keeping yeah. a respectful eye on the Clippers because, yeah. you know, he's a he's a man about his business. Yeah. No, the, the Clippers should be spoken in that form. Um, I just know the love affair with the Lakers in L.A., it's just hard for them to I'm, – I'm just happy you guys asked me a question about them. So, uh, <laughs> But in the bubble, like that, that's what happened in the bubble is a scarlet letter that they're going to have to wash off. And once the playoffs start, that's what everybody's going to be talking about is how they choked, how they, they blew an opportunity to have. I mean, we would have saw one of the amazing series, L.A. versus L.A., for the first time, and that would have been fantastic. And they blew it. They absolutely blew it. And I, I'm, that was – I'm still confused by that. So when I think of them, I can't help but think about what I saw in the bubble and, and the collapse. I, I do think that, you know, Paul George is playing how we expected him to play. You know, Kawhi is going to be Kawhi. Obviously because of COVID, they, they you know, uh, had some time off, but I like their new additions and like what they're doing. I just, that they're going to have to shake that off, and I do think that they have the team to finally do it. Um, but you know, you know how we are as the media, man. Once the playoffs come, oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, we ratchet it up. You know how that goes. It's, but it's not just us, though. I mean, they be looking at each other there. too. Like, Don't put that banana pill, you know. Yeah. <laughs> they look at each other. Toronto used to look at each other like that all the time. Him yeah. and DeMar DeRozan, yeah. they be looking at each other like, oh, man, we about to do it again. No, yeah. no, we got yeah. this, we got yeah. this. And then, bam, the body do it again. You could see it. LZ's right, for sure. It's crazy. Um, real I mean, quick. Ultimately, man, I, I want to see that. I, I want to see that battle royal between them two, man. Yeah, Oh, for sure. I would love to see that. Yeah, especially because ESPN. How, what could have been. It's hard for me to believe that that's that's what's going to happen. Yeah, especially because we got the e, uh, the West this year at ESPN, so it'd just be you know it'd actually work out pretty well for us. Yeah, that, we gonna that. get to go? I mean, I hope by then. I hope so. You know what I, I mean? mean? Like, you know, by then I hope we could all have drinks after I the game so too. Bro. Yeah. So Mark Spears of the Undefeated. Make sure you check out check out his work. He's got a bunch of great stories up this week. Nolan Richardson talking about John Cheney. 
uh, and the passing, of course, of the legendary Temple coach, Jalen Green, the G League phenom, uh, the youngster who went to the G League, who skipped college, uh, and a uh, story with Dr. Leroy Sims uh, about the COVID-19 vaccine and the NBA. Mark, we got to roll because Eugene Jones from L.A. is on hold. We got to give this man his money. Oh, hey, real quick, LZ, man, congratulations on that new L.A. Times gig, bro. Hey, thanks, brother. Much appreciated. Much appreciated. That's, that's, that's a big honor, especially uh, they're actually going to let a black man write a column about sports. Was, there we go. Let them do that in L.A. There we All go. Right, there we I'll go. try to make NABJ proud, brother. Yeah, no doubt. Oh, you, no doubt. You've done that long ago. For sure. You want to shout out Eugene before we go here, too, real quick, since you tried to steal his money? Man, can I hold something, Eugene? <laughs> He was just going to borrow it. That's all. Oh, it's borrowing it. Mark, you're the best, man. We love you. Thank you. All right, Pete. All right, man, be good. Mark, Mark Spears of the Undefeated. Check out his work there. All right, Eugene Jones on the line. We got what you need to know coming up. We're going to give away 180 bucks. Stick around. We're back in three minutes. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Thank you, Chris. Congratulations to Eugene Jones from L.A. He's won $180 and he qualified to win he's qualified to win the $1,800 grand prize you still have time to enter the contest text the word mission to 40705 and listen tomorrow at 4 30 for a new name to be announced so Eugene did call in um and uh, he's had some phone issues but Laura's got his information and all that stuff uh his phone keeps dropping so we I know uh, what kind of purchase he should be making right a phone a new phone a for phone, sure or, or at least a uh, charger like a morphe or something yeah yeah but laura's got his information because he kept dropping so congratulations you too can win 180 dollars tomorrow so enter the contest text the word mission right now mission to 40705 and listen tomorrow at 4 30 for a new name to be announced all right hit us up with what you need to know Or don't. Or not. It's okay. Yeah, it's all right. We don't need to know everything. Yeah. Here, here's what you need to know, LZ. Jeff Bezos stepped down. Um, I know there's a big announcement coming at 5 in about 90 seconds. I'm just going to let you right now, right now, they just pegged me to be the CEO of Amazon. Fantastic. And you're still here giving money away to Eugene Jones. Right, right, right. But Dedicated I am, uh, to the game. Yeah, I got to go Amazon Prime uh, to uh, the Amazon headquarters, uh, you know, soon. So I got to be uh, I got to be there in a day. <laughs> it's, um, it is an interesting move. It's like, is he really not in charge anymore? Well, stop. he's going to be like the chairman, right? Not like the not like the CEO. Right. So is he's he still really on the board. In charge, though? You know, I mean, you know, he's, he's still in charge. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so he's, he's stepping to the side. He's not stepping down. Right. There's just going to be a, someone with a slightly different vision, perhaps, on some right. stuff. Right. That's what's going to happen. But you're still going to get your packages if you got Prime. That's all that matters. Right. That, that, that's all that. It's crazy when you think about Amazon. Think about They started as a book company, didn't they? Remember? Yeah. It was just selling books. Yep. And the next thing you know, you know, I know many of us may not think of it this way, but... Had it not been for the conception of Amazon, 
there's no telling how we would have managed this pandemic. Right. Right. They were as big as anyone. Um, Good Lord. And now he has also made a ton of money during all of this. It would be nice if he paid his people a little more, too, though. Just saying, Jeff. That's... I'm going to save the Bernie Sanders commentary till later. <laughs> we could put you, we should create LZ memes with mittens. What do you think? That'd be funny. I, I, you know what? I'm still laughing at the mittens memes. Oh, man. They, we had one on Around the Horn last week. It was hilarious. But you we know what it, I do it, though, for real? What? I do it because it's a costume. Yeah. He's rich. He ain't yeah. got to dress like that. Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't. <laughs> we we did one last week on Around the Horn where we put it. Remember when Bradley Beal had that game where they, he was super frustrated, he just put his hands buried in right? his, his head, buried yeah, yeah. his hands. So we had Bernie sitting next to him. It was pretty funny. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> that is what you need to know. Brought to you by Morongo. Play it safe. Good times. All right, LZ, it is 5 o'clock. You're listening to KSPN Los Angeles. It is time for the big announcement. Are you ready for the big announcement? I am ready for the big announcement. Um, Greg, do you want me to handle this or how does this work? Do you want yeah. me to just say it? Is, yeah. there, is there imaging I should throw to, or is it just me saying the announcement? It's you and LZ announcing the big news for Sedano and LZ. Okay, so LZ, you and I, okay, both worked together uh, on the morning show, and it was mm-hmm. a three-person show. We had a triumvirate, okay? Yes. And you and I are adding one more piece to the puzzle. The show's going to get bigger and better, and we are joined by the newest member of Sedano, LZ, and Cap. It is Scott Kaplan. Hello, Scott Kaplan. Oh, my God. This sounds so cool. As well as does. Yeah. How how does it feel to be in a (laughs) three-way? Okay. The answer to that question, LZ, depends on where I am. Well, it should have been, it's not my first time. Yeah, he didn't want to put all his uh, business in the streets. Congratulations, brother! That's Looking true. forward to it. Yes. Hey, man. Me too. Uh, you guys know I've said for a long time I'm a huge fan of this show. When uh, the bosses told me, "Hey, we think you guys would all work really great together," because we've been hearing you guys do all these cross talks, I was like, "I'm down if they're down." And uh, LZ, you're congratulating me, dude. This story about you and this uh, and your promotion at the LA Times, Mazel Tov, my brother. Thank you, fine sir. Fine. Thank you. I feel a tremendous amount of responsibility. I hope I don't screw it up. We'll see what happens. I think you'll be fine. We, 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 we trust you. We trust you that it'll be fine. By the way, the new show starts Monday, so the day after the Super Bowl, it'll be Sedano, LZ, and Cap. And there's more news here, by the way. So, Cap, you've been doing the evening show after us here. The new evening show beginning <laughs> next week is our pal Travis Rogers and Alan Sliwa every weeknight after us. So the, the evening show is not going away. It'll be Sedano, LZ, and Cap. So this is the deal, basically, okay? We got Keyshawn in the morning, right? Mm-hmm. We've got um, Greeny. Then we've got Max. We got Mason in Ireland into Sedano, LZ, and Cap beginning on Monday into Travis and Sliwa. Uh, as Chris Morales wants to image it, and I don't know if it's going to go over well with those guys, he told me he's uh, workshopping the name Trav and the Slee. Uh, I don't know if that's going to fly or not, but, oh you know, gosh. talk to Chris. Sounds like know? a virus. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. Those two guys are bound to fight in the first six months. I'm, I'm pretty much going to put money on it that they will fight each other in the first six months of that show. See, I'm a little afraid, though, because here's the thing. Travis is a big man. He could crush <laughs> Sliwa. 
Yeah. Um, however, <laughs> Sliwa also, don't you think he could be like one of these sneaky, like postal types where he could just like shank you and you have no idea that he would shank you? You ever meet Sliwa oh and you God. go, Sliwa, where, where are you from, Sliwa? Like, where are you from? Like, New York, man? Where are you from? New York, New Jersey? He does have a little New York from? accent. Right. It, it, and then, it does, and then, right? And then Sliwa goes like this. He goes, no, I'm from San Diego. It's like, why do you, why do you sound like, like, like Andrew Dice Clay? Exactly. Explain that to me. Yeah. And so I think, I think Sliwa's sneaky. I think yeah. he is. Sliwa is sneaky. Sneaky tough. Yeah. Sneaky Sliwa. I could see it. So that's going to be the lineup. So, Cap, let me ask you this. Um, courtside Karen, I know you were on last night. Like, yeah. how, much have, how much did you dive into this story? What were your initial reactions to this story in the immediacy of it? Because you were on before anyone while this stuff was fresh last night. Okay, so I love this stuff. I can't get enough of this kind of stuff. Uh, this is the way I love sports, okay? Um, I loved what I saw. I loved LeBron being involved, the, the blonde bombshell sitting courtside, her girlfriend videotaping. Where's her husband? Where is he? Um, I had to go back and rewatch the entire thing because when the action started on the floor, I was still focused on what was happening at the bottom of my screen. Then I found her on Instagram because people were tweeting her name. I found her. I followed her. I started DMing her saying, you got to hurry up and get on the air. And then all the listeners last night were sending her messages on all of her pictures like, yo, at Scott Kaplan, at ESPN Los Angeles is looking for <laughs> That's you. Good. So Smart by her, you. her wall is littered with our listeners saying, you got to get on the radio. But I loved it. Her walking out of the arena, telling LeBron, I'm going to kick your butt, blah, blah, blah. Her accusation of what LeBron said, which, come on, like LeBron's going to say that to her in an empty, quiet arena. But I still don't get it. LZ, Sedano, explain it to me. Why are there people courtside? Yeah, I, don't I, don't get get it. It. I don't get it. I don't get it. Don't, I don't know why they're courtside. I do think that the NBA should issue some sort of statement clarifying this because even though, you know, whatever the, the Hawks thought they could do that was within the protocols, nationally it doesn't look right. And so, you know, Mark Spears, Mark Spears brought this up. It bears repeating. You know, the league lost a really important voice last week from COVID. Let's say Coach Smith. And so COVID is really on our minds a lot in the, around the league. Right. And so for this to be happening and, you know, there are a lot of questions about the court size seats and her not wearing a mask and, and, and being just basically tragic all the way around. I think the NBA <laughs> should at least issue some sort of statement clarifying this. Yeah. Doesn't take it doesn't take much to do that. Like, it feels weird. You know, you already threw them out of the arena, you know. Did you? Here's the thing, though. How does this woman and and her husband? We got to know more about who she is. Meaning, no, we don't. Seats, no, we don't, Scott. We, well, we really well, but don't. Here, but <laughs> see, listen. I just saw somebody tweet LZ that this will be the dominant story of the Super Bowl weekend. I'm like, no, let's not do that. Let's not do that. But the question is, whose seats are those? And and if she's going to use that to go from last night when I started following her, sixteen thousand Instagram followers. She's got like sixty thousand, uh, sixty nine thousand right nice. now. Right, perfect, right? And and you see some of her videos, courtside things, like a little booty bounce, and there she is in this tight little skirt, and there she's she's showing it all off. I mean, everything she got. Like, how does she how is this how is she courtside like this? If you told me there were a well, thousand I, people I, in the I, arena. I've read that her husband is like he owns like the second largest liquor distributor in like the southeast or something. The company's worth like eleven billion dollars. That's how they have courtside Great. seats. They got money. They, yeah. got, they got some influence in Atlanta. Great. But if you told me there were a 1,000 people in the arena, I'd say, oh, okay, so 
they're like up in the upper deck, right? Because at the Super Bowl, there'll be 22,000 people, but nobody's going to be standing next to right. Tom Brady that, or Patrick Mahomes. That is Mahomes. the big issue, yeah. That, that every other arena I've seen that even has fans, and there's not very many of them. LZ, you and I were talking about it earlier, where it, it's, you know, there's the tarps. Uh, that that tarp off the mm-hmm. first, you know, whatever it is, eight to ten rows, and then you have people there. Like, th- the fact that Atlanta had anyone around it, um, you know, it, it just doesn't make any sense to me. It, it no. doesn't. Um, but we do know that, you know, every region handles this thing differently based upon the science and the politics. Every state, you know, is handcuffed to the same sort of dynamic. So I don't know what they got going on in Georgia. Um, I just think the NBA – specifically just needs to say whether this was proper or not and, you know, just let the fans know what this protocol is going forward because there are fans who see that and go, well, shoot, can we go to games now? How can we go to games? If they're courtside, why can't we be up in the stands? Like, so there, there's going to be questions happening, sure. and yeah. I think the NBA should step up and answer them. There's some well, ramifications that, there. That's a great point, LZ, I, for sure. I, I so, just got to say, I, I listen. I, I, I'm a, um, I'm kind of that sort of fan. You know, I'm voyeuristic in that way. Like, I want to know more. Who is this person? Why is she there? Who is she? And then find out. Oh, she's a wannabe Instagram influencer. Oh, look, she used this whole moment to get out of it exactly what she wanted. Right. And and so. Um, I liked LeBron's answer, by the way, afterwards. He misses the fans. He likes a little back and forth. He didn't think she should be kicked out. I thought that was all kind of cool. Yeah, and I like the fact that he threw shade that he thought it was a father-daughter combo. Uh, <laughs> husband and wife. I thought that was great. Um, so Jared Goff's gone. Matthew Stafford in. Is it Super Bowl or bust right now for the Rams? I mean, the answer, of course, is yes, it's Super Bowl or bust. But um, what did they do here? Did they get so much better at the position? LZ? Yeah. Did they get that much better? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> in a, in and, a word, yeah. yeah. And, and they and as far as the future goes, first round draft choices, forget about that. I'm not into 23, 24. I don't care. I care about now. Listen, so, dog. We just sent a QB who has nothing but California on his resume to a part of the of the world that gets cold in October whose record in cold weather is dismal. And all we can talk about is whether or not this, you know, Matt Stafford and Sean McVay can get to the Super Bowl. So that tells you everything you need to know about Jared Goff. Right. Everything. Good yeah. for him. Good thing for him. He's playing indoors in Detroit. I'll tell you that right now. But yeah, when he but has he's to go to twice, Chicago or Lambeau. He's got Lambo. two games, one in Green Bay and one in Chicago. That's not yeah. going to be indoors. Yeah, yeah, cold weather golf is a thing. So <laughs> it's going to continue yeah. to be a thing. And but this is – Oh, go ahead, Scott. The question, the question is, is it Super Bowl or bust? So McVeigh made his call. Les Snead made his call. Most of us presumed that they were married to this contract. Why did they give him so much money? Why did they give it to him so early? Now they're screwed into this contract. Well, they found their way out from underneath a good part of it, and they think they improved the position. Uh, here's the thing. Um, this is a great stat. Matthew Stafford, in his 12 years in Detroit over that period of time, has the 31st ranked running attack in the NFL. Right. They, had, they never had a running game. Right. And, and this guy put up big numbers. So can he walk in the locker room, immediately be part of this winning culture? Does everybody follow his lead? Is he that kind of guy? And we're going to find out if he can become a winner because he's been great statistically in a really bad franchise. Yeah, Don't for even sure. look at the numbers. Skip the numbers. Don't even worry about the numbers. Look at the ability. 
Yeah, you know, no, he's very talented. I don't right. think there's, there's any question about that. Like, I mean, and guys around the league respect him as a talent, which I think is you could you could that says more about um, him than the previous guy is the way I would say it. Um, all right, we've got some breaking Raiders news that we'll get to on the other side, but this is what you're going to get more of beginning on Monday. Sedano, LZ, and Cap beginning Monday every afternoon, then Travis and the Slee. I'm going to try to see if Morales can get that going. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Travis and Sliwa, each and every evening there, the new evening show. It's going to be fun right after Mason and Ireland, uh, ourselves, and then Travis and Sliwa. Scott, we'll talk to you Monday, brother. We'll talk to you this week during Crosstalk, but we'll talk to you for sure on Monday. Yep, I'll talk to you guys tomorrow night. Congrats again, LZ. Thank you, sir. Congrats to you. Welcome Thank aboard. You. Yes, sir. The crazy train. Should be fun. Yes, it is the crazy train. All right, we got breaking Raiders news. Stick around for that. Mina's coming up. We'll tell her about this breaking Raiders news. Get her thoughts. Get her thoughts on the Rams stuff and the Super Bowl stuff. All coming up in three minutes.